Stream PCUK. Hi and welcome everyone to episode 155 of Extreme PC UK podcast. Today is the 24th of February. I'm your host Nick, known as Nick, obviously, because that's my name, as Extreme PC UK. <laughs> and today on the show we have... Green Gamer 25, here I am, oh, as always. And Klaxon. And Klaxon. How yeah, are we, boys? Kind of like... Are we good today? Wait, wait, we're all, wait, 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 wait. We're all energetic and everything and we're going like, hey, Nicola, Great Gamer 25. And Klaxon. <laughs> yeah, the reason why is because, because I was about to go live, yeah, and I said to everyone in my house, can you be quiet, but they can, they're they continuing to shout downstairs. Like, I don't know if you can hear That's them, normal. but like everyone's Damn, just shouting here. Really? So, so what I'm going to do is, Gray, I'm going to let you take over. Why turn shut up? <laughs> You're going to go down there and scream right now? Yeah. <laughs> sure I just want to tell everybody that we're here to do the usual show and sure, I've shouted now. Shouted now. To speak up next time. <laughs> I've shouted at them all. It's all the white. It's all good. Oh, oh you hear that? She said I shouted at them all back. the time. That that I did. I didn't hear it before, but I heard that one. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> he's in the middle of being live. She's shouting he's at me now. His kids. And he's like, oh, you're back. Okay. She's shouting at me now. Yeah. Anyway, right. Let's crack on before she comes up here and beats me with a stick or something. Um, right. What have you look? What have you boys been doing anyway recently? Playing games, writing stuff in the in the Discord, other stuff like that. Nothing then. <laughs> uh, right. Let's crack on anyway. All right. Do you see what happened? Oh, go on, go on, go on. Sorry, I thought you were just trying to fill in. Let the poor guy talk. Damn it. Go ahead, say something. Come on, we put you on the screen, go. Um, yeah, I've been playing Lost Ark all week. I think I'm uh, level 38 now, so I've been playing Woo. that pretty hardcore in the evenings. So uh, I'm on my way to end game. 38 to when you say end game, so when you say end game, it's not the end of the game, is it? It's like the beginning of the game. Yeah, end game is like the definition in an MMO for like when you stop leveling, you meet, you, you reach max level, and then like the game can change dramatically right what but what is max level in that game out of curiosity uh 50. oh well you got you still got a little ways to go then yeah a little bit but it's quite it's a very uh fast game to level in i've not quite had this before generally like in other mmos is it fast or you've it been playing it every longer. day i've been playing it most evenings and i've been dabbling in like an hour or two and no trub it's not the ps5 He's on the PS5. If the levels on the sound are a bit dodged, that's because uh, because we was rushing. We didn't get to do levels, did we? It sounds crisp to me. It sounds good to me. Considering Gray's microphone kept going off in the first ten minutes. Um... Yeah, I gotta get a new cable, man. Sucks. <laughs> right, let's get into this. Anyway. um we can start talking about the news first. Um, Gray, if you want to talk talk about your news first. Oh, you don't want to go through any uh, whatever? No, no, I'll catch up with that in a little while. If you go through your news first, because um, I've got to do a few bits on here. Because uh, a few bits. We were too busy chatting and dancing and being silly, but there's a few things I didn't do. <laughs> All right. Well, I just want to say uh, Valve is changing the rules for its Steam PC game sales and discounts. As if anybody buys there anymore because they uh, have a game pass. But that's another story. A lot of people do, to be fair. Yeah, but not like it used to be. But anyway, 
uh, they became uh, decided to change a couple of things. Uh, basically, in recent years, uh, developers and publishers have attempted over time to game the system by offering small discounts of 1% for a couple of days to manipulate the store algorithm and get them to be featured in sales periods. So Val says, no more of that. They're changing the rules. They're going to circumvent all that. And now the discounts have to be mandated to start at 10% with new restrictions on timing and everybody, everything. So that means that we should start seeing more realistic sales going on at uh, uh, Steam from this point on. So, well, so wait, I'm lost. So I thought when they announced this, I thought they meant that they were getting rid of the sales they used to have when you used to get no, games no. for silly prices and you'd buy like 10 games for like 10 quid. No, what they were saying was people have been gaming the system and screwing it up, so they would they would make a false sense of a, of a sale just for their own reason of getting featured up higher in the page. So Steam says well, no, that's have. not going to happen anymore, and that's not fair. And so we're gonna we're gonna put the the uh, the minimum discount it has to be at least ten percent, or you don't get featured anywhere. Oh. Um, and the, what's been happening is the algorithm that they wrote, they were able to game it to make this happen. So now the algorithm has changed. Uh, the minimums of, are are different. The restrictions are more. The length the length of time is different, and so there should be no more fake discounts. So it's a bit like when you go in a sales. shop, and you want to buy a pair of jeans, and they're thirty quid. You don't buy them, and you go back in the next day, and it says they're thirty five quid, but they're on sale for thirty, and you think, but they exactly. was on thirty quid yesterday. That's or what they right, they raise the price for like a week or something, and you yeah. think it's. I thought I was made illegal now to do anyway. Anyway. It, I think it is mostly. But They're moving the goalposts. Yeah, you can um take your receipt in though the next day if you bought them full price. Yeah, take the receipt the next day and then get that money back. FYI, if the yeah. store let doesn't mean that doesn't mean they have to unless it's like by law they have to. No, do it's that. by law over here. Oh, okay. And the same as the, the, the same in Canada. Yeah, the internet laws are really good as well. You you anything you buy online, anything you get two weeks to send back. Cool. Let's see. I can do a graphics card. Play with it. For well, we just look. We won't even get into Trev and what he was doing. <laughs> um, yeah. What's your next bit of news, Gray? Next bit of news, I think, is rather a very good thing. Uh, the Steam Deck now has a personalized page for compatible games, and what they've done, which I think is very, very good on their part, is everybody was wondering, like, if I get a Steam Deck, how am I going to know what games I can play? So they started developing a list, and they're all going like, "Well, that's nice, but now I've got to go back and." Is Elite Dangerous on there? Against- Check the list. I don't know. Check the list against my games. That's not very good either. So what they well, decided the list? to do is, hold on. So what they decided to do is make a personalized game page. So what's going to happen is when you launch Steam, and you own a Steam Deck, it's going to tell you automatically what games in your library you can play on Steam Deck. So you don't. Have well, to I want to know now before I buy one. That's nice, but you're going to have to go to the go to their separate page. They do have a page for that. But otherwise, if you own a Steam Deck, just go on. They know you own a Steam Deck, and the games come up and tells you it can be played in Steam Deck or not. So I'm looking that's now. A good, that's a very good thing. Yeah, I'm uh, having from, a little look too. From what I heard, there's 500. <clears throat> this, for instance, this guy had 514 titles. 60 of them popped up in the personalized page. There's not that many, to be fair. No, there isn't that many. It, it, it's, it's I've got a list here. Do you want to read them out? And we'll see how many of I'll see how many games what, you lot play. All forty of them, or whatever. It yeah, is. yeah, I'll see how many game, how many you, how many games are these you lot? Or we've all played, and people listening, hey, what you've played. So ready, ten seconds, go. I no, can't do it in ten <laughs> seconds. That's four a second, dude. Work the maths. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, well, 
Right, let me get to it. I'm getting there, man. I'm preparing. Hold on. Right, the first one, Portal 2. None of us play that. Of course I played it. Go ahead. Played that years ago, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a Steam Deck, so it doesn't matter anyway. Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Who? And the thing is, Binding of Isaac, that's like a little indie game. It's small. Celeste. Yep, played that. Sure. Is that a big game or a small game? That's an indie game. Again. Platformer. Indie game. Portal 2 is a small game. Hollow Knight, another indie game. Indie game, yeah, that's Dishonored, good. Dishonored, old game that will still run on things. These but all seem really like weak good, games. But really good game, but really they all seem game. like weak games to me, and that's why they're playing well on this. No, Risk of Rain great. two. Nope, I haven't no. either. Uh, Cuphead, that's a small game as well. Popular, game, but very indie. difficult. Yep. Yep. Castle Crashers, another indie game. Psychonauts two, another indie game. Web. Ah, uh, Psychonauts two is not an indie game. Is it not? No, it's, no, no, really. But it's not a big game, is it? It's not like a uh, big-sized game or a, a graphics... It's, it's, it is a, it's it not is a graphics-intensive, is it? It's like a triple-A uh, wannabe, sort of. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It is It is graphically intensive. I've got to go yes. back and screenshot your face then, man. That's getting made into a meme. That was a wicked face you just did, Renan. That's definitely... I'm going to come back to that. Clip this time, Ray. What's his time? Write this time down. Anyone wants to see this, this will be... His face will be a sticker by the end of the night. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, uh, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Game of the Year edition. Okay, that's a, that's, yeah, a, that's, a, good that's game. a powerful game. That's the only one yeah, so far. Yeah. What's the exception? Um, I know a couple other games that are going to be on it. No Eater? Never heard of that. No Eater what? Oh, was Eater. Strawberry? Um, Banner? <laughs> um, <laughs> Dark Souls 3. That one's, that one's up there. But again, there, but, but you know, I don't, we don't like to play it, but go ahead. <laughs> Gunfire Reborn. Uh, I'll just read them out and you tell me which ones flag up to you. Mark of the Ninja Remastered. Tetris Effect. Total War Warhammer 2. Death Store. Manifold Garden. Um, Into the Breach. Death Stranding. The Messenger. Oh, Death Stranding is, is very mm. graphically intensive. Really? It is, but it's, it's not a great game. Yeah, though. very, yeah. Ape Out. Uh, record Ape of out. Lodos War. La- I can't read that. Lodos War? Lodos War? I don't know what it says. It's in Wonder Labyrinth. I've never heard of it. Mad Max. Exact. Final Fantasy. Mad Max. Which Guacamole one? 2. Which one? Rogue Which one Legacy 2. Super Mega Baseball. This sounds like... Do you know what reminds me of this list? It reminds me of when you said the Game Boy and you'd go and buy that cartridge that had the little button on it and you'd press the button and it would have like 50 games on it. Do you remember? That's yeah. what it sounds like. Games that you'd never <laughs> play. Um, cheers, Mystic Dude, for that sub. 21 months, dude. Much appreciate that. Um, Dark Souls 2, Circuit Superstars, Scarlet Nexus, Remnant from the Ashes. That's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. Scarlet Nexus is a recent. Okay, yeah. About Sable, Aliens, Fireteam Elite. That's pretty good on there. That's the best one on there so far, yeah. I'd say. Um, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Toonch, and Rad. That's it. Also, Deathloop is on it, which is pretty. Uh, but but, but like, for paying three hundred and fifty quid for a computer, that's not a very good list, is it? Really? Get this is the funny one though. Now you would think Half Life Alex would be on there, right? Valve made the game, right? What well, a super powerful game, though, isn't it? It's only on VR, list. isn't it? No, I, th- I thought there was a. Oh, they, that may be a mod. There's supposed to be a mod to make it not that way. You can nah, play it's a VR game. VR. Yeah. Man. 
So but yeah, like like ten percent of those games. Yeah. Cheers, Mystic Dude, for them hundred bits, what? man. I wonder what their methodology was for picking those games. To be uh, honest, they loaded like, all like the games. Readiness. Yeah, they had all the games, and they were like, "You lot, today your job is to load the game up and see if it works." And they were like, yeah. "That one's crap. <laughs> <laughs> that one's crap." Oh, Psychonauts, that works. That one, <laughs> rad. That yeah, works. Well, the thing I don't understand is, wouldn't you think that they would have took like maybe the top 20 games of the last couple of years and made sure that you could play those. But yeah. Well, this didn't. is the thing you would think. Right. But they didn't. That's like, how much, what do you reckon the percentages of people that looked at the list of games that you can play on it before have bought it? Oh, nobody did. They just assumed that when they said you can play your library, that it would be their library. Cause that's what they said. Originally, you can play your steam library and little did anybody know that the list is going to be growing very oh. slowly. Are you so? Are you able to stream games on there too? Because I'm wondering if that's what they meant by your library. What's a streaming it around your house? Sort no. Of thing? Well, I wouldn't trust them if they did because they'd done that that Steam box thing, didn't they? That what was it? The um. Yeah. Steam. And that was uh, the yeah. biggest flop ever. Like literally ever the biggest flop. Well, well if more I than Google streaming. I was even thinking about that's like an Stadia. icon that stream box. I was thinking about putting it on my shelf. Just so people can see it and go, is that a Steam box there? <laughs> I remember when they used to say the Steam Breath OS is going to be the, the, the next best OS, you know, to Windows and all this. That didn't turn out that either, so. Yeah. Oh, one more bit for a hype train, Mystic says. Who's got the one more bit? you got one minute. One one bit? Only one, one bit. bit only? One bit. Uh, right. Um. Yeah, anybody. what's your next bit of news, Gray? You're too busy putting bits on now, aren't you? <laughs> no, I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just thought I would let people know out there, Bethesda's dropping its launcher in May. No more launcher. It's going all over to Steam. So if anybody is still uh, playing a bunch of Bethesda games like I have, you no longer have to use their launcher, which is a crappy launcher anyway. Do you know what? I wonder and... how that came about. What do you think triggered them to want to put their launcher on Steam? Obviously, the way we're seeing it is like Steam's pretty much gone behind Xbox now. So what mm-hmm. is it? That they, why would they intentionally have gone, come out? What do you reckon the reasons are for them to have done it? Why go to Steam? Well, As Steam approached well, them and thought, like, look, give us your launcher and we'll give you some promotion. What do you think's happened there? Well, the interesting thing is Microsoft, who bought Bethesda's, uh, in fact, they bought the parent studio, Zenimax, right? And soon after that happened, they started talking about bringing the games over to Game Pass. And now all of a sudden, no more Bethesda launcher and it's going to steam. So it sounds like someone's agreeing to something behind the scenes and you don't think, oh. and you know, Microsoft knows this cause Microsoft owns them. So they obviously had to agree to it. So, so launchers cost money for companies to maintain, right? You have to deliver content for them. They're not just launching games. They're often like news so, add-ons shops. So I'd imagine like, Gray said with them merging with Microsoft, there's probably not a need to have to maintain Bethesda kind of softer content because um, it's going to cost them money to maintain that when they don't really need to now that they're part of Microsoft. And True. It's, probably, it's probably good for Microsoft too because they, they don't want to alienate people that own Bethesda games through Steam because just because they bought them. So they're yeah. making it actually easier. So in a way, it's a good move for Microsoft too. Yeah, but sometimes it pisses me off because they ask you to go back and use, like, they get rid of the launcher and you go to ask you to use Steam and then you get these pop-ups with Steam all the time for keys and stuff. And I get on a couple of games what they've done that with. Um, Alcoholiday, cheers for that 100 bits. I really appreciate that. You kept that hype train running. Choo-choo. 
<laughs> but yeah, like for me personally, I always found it a little bit annoying that with Bethesda, you had to go onto their launcher and then they spew you with all this crap. Um, and then it's like you load the game and then it loads up Steam in the background and it's like going through the motions all the time. So I wonder if it's an, there's some kind of agreement going in the background where like Steam's trying to pull it back. They're trying to rein it back in and get the power back on their side, you know? If it hasn't, if it might have been from Steam's side of the reasoning behind it, you know, for a deal for them to get it on their platform. Now, do you think because Microsoft knew this and probably agreed to it behind the scenes that maybe, maybe there's a much bigger deal going on between Microsoft and Steam? Well, you're not going to say that. Could be. You might you might find an interesting cooperative deal come out of all this in the future. Now, what worries just, me is the monopoly saying, going on here. Like, could I'm you not talking imagine about buying them? No, no, no. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Microsoft buying Steam. I'm saying they're buying that they're going to come out. They're going <laughs> to well, they're going to come out with a cooperative agreement on stuff. Remember, Microsoft owns a lot, yes, but they also have cooperative agreements with people. So they may be working on something with Steam. No, well, I don't know, man. It seems. It all seems a bit, a bit. Uh... You heard, it, you heard it here first on this podcast, and it comes true. <laughs> it was the gray gamer. Um, yeah. right, what's your next bit of news, dude? All right. Well, I like what I like to do every once in a while is to play a little game, uh, like we always do. And this is the top ten games as of right now in 2022. Not all time Ooh. in 2022. And I always like to go through it to see whether we've played it, we've heard of it. It's good. It's crap. Yeah, yeah. But you I'm know. not being funny. You always come up with these lists. But you never tell us the actual title of the list. So yes, I'm going to tell you. This is the top. I just said it. You, no, but you normally go through games. it all. You go through all the different games. And afterwards, you know. say it was list by this in Tokyo or something. No, and we're no, like, no, oh, no, well, that's why the that. games, we no. don't know them. This is this is the list of, uh, of off Metacritic. Okay. Uh, one of second, one second. Side of Bob. Uh, cheers for them. Uh, two gifted subs, man. I really appreciate that. Lieutenant Dan and Sergeant Tank. You just got uh, a free sub from um, Side of Bob. Cheers, man. Cheers, Cider. Big love. So this, so again, by Metacritic, the top 10 games as of 2022, not all time. Okay, so I want to see if anybody's heard of these or played them or whatever or, or have no idea what these are. are. We, uh, what's, what's the game element? The, are you just listing them? No, I'm just listing them. But see this is what, what I'm saying, Clax. Before he carries on, every time he does a list, he comes up with a list and then he goes through it. And then we're like, yeah, we know that game. We know that game. We don't know that one. That, we don't know that one. And then we go, he goes, yeah, it was most. It was uh, the list was made in Tokyo, and then we're like, "Oh, no, that's this why." This is not made in Tokyo. Who made it's this Meta. list? I just said it. You're I, not I, listening. Metacritic. Hello. Metacritic. Yes. Ready? I kind of wondered if we could guess some, and then you fill in the blanks afterwards. You can do that too if you want. I can just go. What do you think's number ten, and just name one, and I'll tell you if you're right. Yeah, but to be fair, okay, I think. Wait, wait, wait! I'm going to be crap at this game. Because okay, I genuinely so stick in one game for a long period of time, so I don't, I don't delve into new games until it's not, I'm it's ready. It's not really, it's not really a game per se. It's just an idea of going through it a little bit to see what we all, we all think. Go on, Clax, what do you think? Well, I think Lost Ark hopefully is in there. Okay, that's it. I can I tell, tell you? by you his eyes. To go through the list. You want me to tell you? The, the... <laughs> go ahead. You want any more? You want to guess? Um. He maybe... better have because he couldn't just come in and say Lost Ark just because he's been playing it for a week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good guess. I would, t I would guess yeah, that. The Wait. the Warhammer game has been out a little while, and I know that's been well received so far. Okay. Any other guesses? 
And then I'm not sure if it's too... Well, no, it won't be because it's PC, right? I was thinking... Destiny the, 2? Uh... No, these are PC. These are PC only. PC it's okay. got to be Destiny 2 as well because I know their servers have been queuing up for like a week now, haven't they? Okay, that's another then, good guess. I would say that I know that Metacritic... I know Elden Ring has already had a Metacritic score. Mm-hmm. So depending if you check that today, then that would probably be... When did you too. check so it, Gray? When guesses. did you get your source material? Today? <laughs> so I, I guess Elden though? Ring, Lost Ark, and I think it's Warhammer 3. Right, and Nick said Destiny 2. Okay, here we go. In the 10th spot, Expeditions Rome, number 10. Number 9 is Lost Ark. There you go. Woo! Nine. Eight no, is... woo, it's ninth. Now, if you've, never heard of the, if you've never heard of the game, say so, because I'm curious to see whether anybody's ever heard of it. I've never heard of Expeditions Rome, so... Uh, here, number eight is not for broadcast. I've never heard of it. Uh, it says, take control of a nationally nightly newscast as a radical government comes to power. Sounds yeah, but like This today. is what I'm saying. Anyway. What is this list so, for? Is it just like every game released in the last year? No, only this year. So far. Oh, well, this so year far, so far. From January to now. So yeah. In the last two months? No, just January up until now. Yeah, that's right, two months, number seven is strange horticulture. Anybody ever heard of this? This is number seven. No. What is it? In the country. Strange horticulture. No. <laughs> I'll be says, downloading it as soon as the podcast over. It says, welcome to Undermere, a quaint town surrounded by hag-infested forests and rugged mountains. Mm, okay. Number six is Infernax. It's the adventures of a great knight. I don't, know if, I don't know if we can trust these lists, man. <laughs> and this is by multiple multiple critics and organizations throughout the country, right? In any case, number five, Monster Hunter Rise. I guess that's the latest DLC. Yeah. Um, number four is Ali Ali World. I've heard of Ali Ali. Are these World. all on PC? It. All on PC. Every one of them. Has anyone in the chat heard of Ali Ali World? Number number uh, three is Total War Warhammer Three. So Claxon is again right. That's two for Claxon. Click on <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Number two is a game I'm playing right now, and that's God of War. Yeah. Which is an excellent game. And number one is Ding 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 Elden Ring. There you go. The top yeah, ten as of 2022. You are a pro gamer, Clax. So three I out know. of that I'm ten, man. You that's pretty a good, sticker. Clax. Very good, Clax. I get a sticker. Thank you. No Destiny two though on the list. It might be because it just came. I out only said days Destiny ago. two. Um, purely because I know that everybody's been queuing up for servers. Right. And it's possible that's because it hasn't been out quite long enough to make it on the list. So that's the, that's quite possible. Yeah, but yeah, there yeah. You go. Uh, so Al Holiday said he's heard of two of those games. Um, comics heard of the skateboarding game. Um, and a Mystic just said, quite simply, anyone keeping a list of Grey's lists? <laughs> we it's should do that. job right there. Right. I just have to wonder, really... Where Mystic, Gray gets his information from? Does he just like I... in the dark depths of the internet where no one no, goes? You, there's you a room, to... and this is where you he gets demand... it pinned to the wall. <laughs> you demanded to know, so I told you. I didn't With demand. Metacritic. You said, "Where are these lists coming from? Japan?" And so I said, "Metacritic." <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Some of the critics could have been from Japan. I mean, that's possible. Comic says, uh, "Wait, hold on. Elden Ring isn't even out yet. Uh, how's it number one?" Don't ask me, dude. All I know is it's, it's number it's not, one. I can tell you why, because Metacritic is made up of critics um, who have, have already had the played game, the game, who right. have had the game for the last week. So, 
Uh, yeah, what if they've all been taking backhanders? If you look, if you look at YouTube right now, you see everybody <laughs> and his grandmother doing a review of Elden Ring. I mean, there's reviews all over the place. It's like amazing. Everyone all, all of a sudden lives in New Zealand today too, right? Um, because Elden Ring's out tomorrow, so everyone's been changing their oh, right. uh, <laughs> their uh, machine to New Zealand so they can um, play it early. That is funny when that happens um, and you go on the website and it's got like a tracker of your time of when it comes out in release and it's got like a dot going around the world where everybody's going to click on first <laughs> to go to. But the yeah, thing I'm is, what I've, never what I've never understood about that is you go to that, that region, yeah, and you play it to get it early, but then you have to start in your own region anyway. So you're doing it twice. Uh, it depends on the game, right? And if they're server-based yeah, um, or machine-based. So I've I've done it a couple of times where I've just not been able to wait a few hours. Really? But well, you, yeah, you know yeah what, for sure. What's interesting about that is, to their credit, when Destiny 2's Witch Queen came out, which a lot of people are waiting for, um, uh, Rectify, World Profit, got involved in getting on, being one of the first ones on the server. And it only took about 15 minutes, which was great. So they, they've been having a lot of servers on the game, and people getting in right away instead of having to wait, wait, wait. Uh, which is the usual thing so it can be done you can actually get people in if you have enough servers yeah not like some of these games that i still can't understand how you could be waiting that long a uh, comic Regardless. just said uh when flight sim came out everyone moved to a tiny little pacific island nobody heard of just so they can get the <laughs> game to download and stuff it's quite funny the things we do and the trends right. that happen in the gaming yeah. industry and everybody how everybody follows suit and everybody wants to do the same thing you know but the thing for me Crazy. is like do you know what annoys me is and i think it's because the way i am like with clacks, when you said, oh, I downloaded it early, that glint in your eye, <clears throat> I can genuinely uh, genuinely see that you're like, man, I downloaded that game two hours early because I was so desperate to play it. And do you know what? I feel like over the years I've lost that. I don't get, ex like, the only thing that would get me excited like that at the moment would be a strategy game or a new thing coming out in Elite Dangerous or Star Citizen. Otherwise, I don't really feel that anymore. Like, you, like you're not saying Elden Ring or you're saying, like, Destiny 2 is coming out at DLC. But I generally don't feel hooked into anything that deep anymore. You I know? think it depends on the game, like you said, because I got that way with God of War until I, I got it pretty quickly. Yeah. However, with Elden Ring, because I keep on hearing how much it's like Dark Souls, which I don't like, right? I'm holding back and waiting for other people to get it and play it. Yeah, see, I, I can even... only compare that to Fleet Carrier Interiors coming in into Elite. Right. Because exactly. when that comes in, I'm going to be like, I want to get on now and I want to get in there and I want to see if there's missions and I want to see yeah. what's happening with it. You know, I want yeah. to watch it jump from inside and stuff like that, um, which is, which would be funny to do. And my main thing is like an on off switch. If they've got mission givers in there, I'll be switched on. If they haven't got any mission givers in there, I'll be switched off. I'll be like, they're not here. And I'll be really let down. Now they've already said that they're going to be in there one way or the other. You reckon? How many are... Yeah, they didn't say how many were going to be in there. There's going to be some, but they didn't say how many. So I wonder what the, the requirements room... are for them to be in there. Like, what happens if I go to um, a system with just a sun and no planets? Well, you know there has to be mission givers, and I'll tell you why. When you looked at the at the pre footage of the interiors, right? I'm not they seeing showed it. The, they, well, I did. They showed the screen. They showed the screen that you walk up to when you're at a at a starport and you get ground missions. It's the same screen. Really? So if the screen, yeah. So if the screen is there, someone's giving missions out. I'm not sure how how that's going to work exactly, but it's maybe there. that's not though. Like, maybe it's just a screen to show you what's in your in your like 
maybe it's a screen where if you're doing like a trading, you go down to your trade area and you see it. I mean, it could be, but what I heard is the very least there's going to be a mission giver like at the bar and at the other stores, there's going to be a couple of mission givers. Yeah. Then well, I, I, heard, I really I've do heard, hope so. But then I heard on the other side of the coin that there might be a lot of mission givers of people that are walking around the carrier and you just stop them and they tell you and they ask you about a mission. Like the guys at the starport to hide in the yeah. corner and go, Psst, buddy, you want a mission? It's illegal. Come on over here. <laughs> so, Do you know what might be, be something, something like else that. that might be quite cool is if you could design your own missions and put them up like you can in Star Citizen. Yeah, I don't think that would be happening, but that would be cool. You know, and also the other thing you can do is, you know, that taxis and stuff, you can put out a um, ping to everybody in the vicinity to say, I need a lift somewhere, I'm stuck. And then people come and you pay them, basically, as a mission. Well, what, that, that's been one of the main that's questions. The, the, and the, hmm? the what? Don't the fuel rats do that? Yeah, but I'm talking about <laughs> um, you could put any mission to say, I want to be picked up from here and delivered to here. And it, it flags up as a mission, anyone in the vicinity of that area of space. So you could literally just go, click on a button and go, oh, such and such is at this place. You go and find them. You land your ship. You tell them in a text to meet you at like pad one and then they'll go to pad one. And then when you get there and land, they're there waiting. They get in the ship with you and you fly them to the next place. When they land there, you get paid. Oh, cool. I know, but I just can't trust the human race in that situation, right? Like they'd create a mission and then you'd go there. They wouldn't jump in. They would troll you. Yeah, like <laughs> you've been teabagged one too many times, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> I want to blow up yeah. Your ship, you know. this brought back some like wow and anxiety there. <laughs> I've got trust issues on the floor looking up at a, a saggy ball bag. Well, one of the things that people have been asking about <laughs> that, that, but... that I don't think is gonna, ha gonna happen, <laughs> they want to see on the fleet carriers whether they're gonna have taxis going back and forth from the fleet carrier, but they said probably not. Uh, because it would be too difficult to sit there. You're moving all the time. How do you do a taxi that's going to bring you anywhere when it's constantly moving? So yeah, I well, the, more not... the more um, the more um, mechanics you put in the game, the more they're going to keep breaking that game. Sure. You know, so right, you need to keep right. it simple and do things right. Let's move on anyway. Um, you got any more news, Gray? Nope, but Clax does. It's over to you, Claxon. Minor quick fire, and the reason I mention them is because I talk a lot about MMOs. Um, but I thought I'd mentioned that Final Fantasy XIV is getting a big, I'm not sure if it's big actually, but a graphical update. Um, it's in testing right now. So um, they are improving the, the graphics of um, players and NPCs. Yeah. Um, environments. See, that's um, what you need to see in a game like that, isn't it? Like, it, like, it doesn't mean a, a major difference, but it does make you feel better about the game. You know, when they do that graphical update, like World of Tanks does it, and, you know, you get you get to switch a button on and off to see whether you have the normal graphics or you go for the extreme graphics. Um, and if you do it, it adds in, like, 30 gigs worth of data and it downloads and it installs, and you get, like, really good graphics. And I think that's really cool because it gives people that have got lower graphics cards, they can still play at their level, but to people that can do the, the high-powered stuff, you can take it to an extreme level, you know? Um... But I'd say in Final Fantasy, that's something... A lot of people are playing it, but that's a little boost that really makes you get back into it, if you know what I mean. You're spot on, like, particularly your point around when you play on an MMO, um, you've got a bit more of a broad spectrum in, yeah. like, the machines people are playing on. So you've got people probably with quite old CPUs and GPUs 
and those with newer technology. So it definitely um, re-engages um, the community for sure. And I, I know Comic just um, mentioned that he's modded his Final Fantasy for better graphics. Um, I did the same. I followed a couple of YouTube videos, and I, I'd say that this um, this is a definitely a step up from the mods. I found with the the mods, it was more playing around with um, like the intensity and the lighting and the shadows. Um, whereas I think this is actually like playing around with the the models, um, yeah, and, and textures. How much does it mean so, to you to have a graphics overhaul over something else in the game? Like, if you could choose, if you could say Final Fantasy fourteen, like I want this, would it be a graphics overhaul that you'd be looking at, or would it be like an extra DLC, or you know, more new things like different? I don't, I haven't played that game, so I can't really say, but like new buying stuff in game or you know like what would you like to see in that game i i like a mix of things i remember when um wow had cataclysm it was a an expansion where basically like uh dragons um basically came into azeroth um and started to destroy it and they had to basically take all the it's most expansion packs add zones right um Whereas this one was actually redesigning the the main um, Azeroth map, and when they did that, um, I I really really loved it. I thought it was like a great improvement. Um, MMOs age very quickly, um, so they they do need to do these graphical updates every few years um, because they're often going to lose a lot of their player base um, if they don't. Well, so I, I thought I'm Final a, Fantasy. I'm a big I thought Final Fantasy fourteen was was at a massive, massive player base. It does, for sure. So you think they're just trying uh, to they're trying to keep it fresh and holding on to them players? Yeah, and then the, MM, the MMO scene right now is okay, yeah, everybody's like the, going for it, so it, it's easy to pull away from. But, exactly, you've got you know a lot I, more choice now. I don't play Final Fantasy fourteen, but from the people I know that do play it, um, and there's quite a few people I know that play it a lot. Um, I don't think they're going to have people taken away from that game anytime soon. It seems like the most stable one that I've seen at the moment. Like, you had um, New World, and it was built up and hyped up so quickly, and it crashed so quickly. You know, now everybody's gone on to Lost Ark, and few people I see playing it, but I don't really see people locked into it. I feel like it's going to be a phase thing where for a month everybody's playing it, I'll talk to you about this game in a month. You won't know what it is again. It'll be gone. That's how I feel about it personally. But Final Fantasy XIV, it feels like it's on a steady par right at the top, just going through everything. Well, Final Fantasy's expansions have been very, very good quality. Um, like Endwalker was a fantastic expansion, reviewed very highly. Yeah. It kind of... Um, I, can't, I can't think of the phrase, but it kind of sewed... It, it kind of uh, brought all of the story together yeah, uh hence why it's called headwalker um and then the, the expansion before that i think it was Shadowbringers, but i'm sure comic will correct me there very yeah. high quality um the thing with lost ark is um people in europe are having a really hard time with the servers the servers are awful in this long queue time so that's definitely gonna impact it but the thing that um is special about lost ark um, sorry, is... you might have to move your mic just a little bit away because I know I'm getting a lot of blowing in there. Uh, oh. 
Because you got that uh, big beard now, dude. Come on, man, change know, the ways. You've got so realize excited, I'm out of breath. If you're gonna grow a big beard like that, <laughs> but and and I'd be interested in your opinion on this, but um, the community that oh, play might, lost. Sorry, are... sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> then you put you put the mic closer. You put to it your closer mouth. to your mouth. You got, oh, yeah, you to... put sorry. it down like down here, the chin, chin like. Yeah, down okay. out I'm just of trying, it. Just trying to, you're just trying to avoid the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, now you're good. <laughs> We're all pros okay, here, man. What a bunch better? of pros we are. Sorry, carry what on. What I was trying to say um, until That's I better. was like heavily breathing on the mic um, right, was the no Lost Ark. Lost Ark. So the so the development um, team are very very close to the community. Yeah. Um, and it's very community led. So the community vote on features. The development um, let the community kind of take the lead on what they want. Yeah. Whereas um, I find with uh, Final Fantasy is a little bit like that. I think it's Yoshima who's the guy that runs the show. I think show. that's how a game should be. I think the He's best games true. are the games that listen to the player base. So it's like us with Elite. Like, if we all keep going on about we want fleet carrier interiors, then then they bring that. Like, that's yeah, the yeah. way it should be. If everybody says, oh, we want to swing this way on something, you know, why turn around to the people that are paying you your wages, basically, at the end of the day and say, nah, we can't do that for the unless there's a valid like solid reason why it can't be like can't be put into the game or whatever but other than that like if you listen to the people that are playing your game like the majority you know can you imagine if they could you imagine if they put out a questionnaire to every player over the last month and everyone that logged in in that month got a quick questionnaire come up and said we're building the next dlc do you want this 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 or this and then they got like an overwhelmingly like 85 percent say yeah wanted this just think how you would feel about that gaming company you'd be like man they let me pick what i want to do next you know yeah yeah. it's not it's not unusual with the way that they deliver games now for them to have their roadmaps online and for people to engage with the roadmap and vote so you're right so final fantasy lost ark very close to their community whereas yeah. wow's demise has been pretty much since they sold out to activision right um the big conglomerate kind of moved in had an agenda was probably very revenue and stakeholder driven um you know to a certain point you know amazon delivered new world and i think amazon um have a stake in lost art because amazon have basically brought that to the west mm. so we'll see if that kind of goes downhill now that they've got to answer to shareholders right yeah yeah but that's always the I way ain't it that's always where it changes for sure anyway that got really political um i've never played this game but i thought i'd mention it because it sounds like it's pretty exciting so i don't have any knowledge on this don't ask any questions but for those that play dungeons and dragons online apparently there is brand new classes and races and they are for free does anyone play dungeons uh, and dragons online here not here I feel but there's like many people, people that do mention it. You're, do there are what? a lot of people that do yeah do you know what i've always wanted to get into i've always wanted to get into a card game like stacked card game where you collect cards like, like magic gwent? the gathering but not in real life but in game or gwent gwent i played that for a little while but none of them really none of them really pulled me in enough you know card games aren't i understand like why people game. like them but i don't like them perversely but but i do see why people do like them they get into them very much what's that one that's a big one the hearthstone, Is that hearthstone. hearthstone yeah hearthstone yeah. i played that a lot I played that's that for big. quite a long time, Hearthstone. Um, but 
it's the way you collect the cards and stuff. I feel like for me, I don't know. I don't know how to really explain it. I got into that game, but I went into competitive matches. I was getting battered because <laughs> everyone <laughs> plays it to like they play it to. I'm I'm the kind of guy where I'd like to get into competitive stuff, yeah, but then I haven't got. It's not the drive. I'm up for for doing it, but it's like I feel like I miss sections, like. I won't get the whole full picture of what I'm supposed to be doing and someone finds a way to just smash me up really quickly, you know, because I'm too eager to try and do my way. <clears throat> That's exactly what happened with Hearthstone. So basically that became pay to win. Yeah. Um, and the expansion packs had better <laughs> cards. Um, if you had a deep wallet and deep pockets, you could afford to buy them. Yeah. You could easily spend a few hundred dollars on each expansion pack getting all the cards it's ridiculous they oh. did bring out a patch a very big patch about six months ago where they completely reinvented the way that you um they kind of rewarded you with points for playing in game yeah. um and there's like a, a a little journey you can take where you they give you cards and packs and gold the more you play so every time you play a, a game of hearthstone you get these these points and that kind of to keep you interacting you with the game keep you, playing, turn, but... keep you playing correctly instead of yeah well that's what a lot of people yeah. a lot of people do, you hear of a lot of people doing dailies all the time i speak to a lot of people and i'm like what are you doing tonight? play a game they're like oh, i can't i'm doing dailies on this whether it's um oh, what's that alien game that free to play uh, and a lot of people do that a lot of people, loads of games have got it. Like where you... World of Warcraft, Lost Ark, yeah. Hearthstone, most of them, all the MMOs have dailies and weeklies. Yeah, and it's sure. just to keep the player base in there, stop you logging out and keep you coming back so that you just continue to be full, the servers are full, you know? Oh, it's literally like, I'll have like, need to cook dinner, I need to get grocery stuff, shopping, I need to go in game and do my daily. <laughs> like, yeah. it's almost like a task in your to do list. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So I, do you know what? I think a game's done well when you get a daily, but you look forward to doing it. Um, I'll tell you the dailies that I used to do. The one that I was the most captain, uh, like caught up in was um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Do you yep. remember that Red great? On, on Getting line. in yeah, just online. to get your gold. And they did it with multipliers. So if you logged in every day, yeah. you could get like a 1% multiplier every day. So you logged in, done like your 10 missions, and then the next day you'd get more gold. And by the end of it, you could be stacking five gold a day, which is a lot. Like, it's a lot of money. Yeah. <clears throat> you just know? Go on, even, if, even if it was only for like 10 minutes, just as long as you log on. Yeah, yeah. You and you get that gold. And... Yeah. That game could have been so good, man. That really could have been a good game for a multiplayer. They really let that down. That's all down with that. Although we should go back that one day and just take over a town, just for the heck of it. I don't even know what they're... I don't even know if they put any... Do you know what I really wanted to see in that game where you could like buy your own saloons and stuff like that and get it a bit like GTA yeah. where you've got all these different buildings that you own and stuff like that. I just didn't all do it, man. All the promises never happened. Yep. Yeah, Nick, you like that, Nick, right? Like you like the owning something in the game, like a house or an yeah, island. Yeah, I love... I've got to be honest. If there's a game... Say, say for instance, um, Final Fantasy, and I think you can do this in that anyway, but I'm going to speak as if I don't know. You can. Yeah, you can buy games in. You can buy houses. But the whole fact is that you can go off and do your game and play the game. But when you come back, down to as little as Stardew Valley. I don't know if you played Stardew Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, who hasn't played that? Yeah. And it's I like haven't. coming back into the house and just changing your carpets around and the walls and stuff like that. You know, 
What, are you going to go down this route again, are we, with the graphics? Is that what you're about to do here? No, no. He said, he said I don't think anybody hasn't played Starview, and I, I haven't played it. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you can't look past anything. But do you, I, remember do you know what I reckon it is? Uh... I've got, I think I've sussed it, you know. He's, he comes across all, like, suave, like, oh, I can't be playing uh, under the 8-bit okay. graphics. Yeah, yes, but I think right. what it really mm. comes down to is because his eyesight's got so bad, and if he goes anything 8-bit, he can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> So he's got an excuse. <laughs> Maybe it's the other way around. If I play with my glasses off, it'd be better. Like, hey. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it was really funny today. Could I say what happened on stream today? Would you get sure. offended, Gray? The, the two jokes no, that someone said. Not rude. It doesn't bother me. No, the two jokes were hilarious. So on my stream today, everyone came in, and it was all lighthearted fun. There was nothing really genuinely that bad. But you remember yeah. back in school where you did the mum jokes? Or it's like, your mum's this or your mum's that. And I know it's very childish, yeah? But it was really, very. really funny. And everybody in chat started putting all their best cusses in from school. And then one guy says to Grey, um, Grey, you're so old, in third grade, you sat next to Jesus. The better one was they said I was so old, I dream in black and white. That one I liked. <laughs> that was funny. I think it was a classic one in British schools that went around my school was your mum's so stupid she took polos back to the shop because there was a hole in them. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was like a classic. Yeah, see, I've got <laughs> I've got loads of them, but I wouldn't say them on here, but they are really, really funny. Um, and man, that's a, I, you don't get that no more, do you? You don't get that in school anymore. But that was like a that was like a classic thing in school, wasn't it? it was like like. You don't go to school. Yeah, but it's proper cuss up when it's a cuss your mates. <laughs> Everything, everything's changed. They were so much. daft. Yeah, you're not even allowed to play Conkers in school anymore. What? Yeah, it's Conkers. Oh, is... I remember I had like a whole Conker mission, the Conker factory at home. Like, yeah, yeah, was... you, you were the one extra ones, weren't you? You went extra where you got the one you put yeah, in vinegar because someone said vinegar makes then... it go hard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then I was baking it. I, I had a yeah, whole production. All of them. I'm, I'm surprised I didn't have like sponsorships like printed on my conkers. Do you like... know what conkers are, Gray? No, chestnuts. No, okay. no, but like, do you know what a conker is? No. Oh, yeah. So it's like a nut that falls out of a tree, but it's about this big. You might call it something okay. else, but it's like dark brown. It's got a light patch on it, and it's Chest rock hard. Chestnuts, chestnuts, like he said. Yeah, yeah. but chestnuts are smaller. Chestnuts. chestnuts are tiny. No, that's no, hazelnut. No, yeah, that's exactly. Hazelnuts are small. Well, you call them chestnuts. A chestnut over here is a little nut. No, no it's not. With the bigger ones. A chestnut is not a conker. Okay, no, here we go. Claxon, no, come on, tell them what it is. Come on, let's not get <laughs> I, this muddled up, boys. Not, I might not be right. I might not be right. I might be wrong. But, like, conker is more like when you play with it and use it as a tool, whereas chestnut is actually the, um, like, like what it is all i know is i can tell you over here a chestnut is small and a, i mean excuse me a, thank a, you a hazel a hazelnut is small and a chestnut <laughs> is larger i searched it up and i typed in um is a chestnut a conker and it you know like normally on google it gives you a whole like it describes the whole thing doesn't it yeah, yeah. and it, yeah. it gives you like a whole paragraph about why it is or whatever search it up now and see what comes up it, just type it in Google. Search? Just type it in Google. Is a chestnut a conker? Uh, look, there's no paragraph. Okay. Just look what it says. I've never seen it do that. Read it. I don't want to look it up. Too. I'll read it for you. So, is a chestnut a conker? In the biggest letters ever. Yes. 
<laughs> that's literally all it says according to free sources there is a little bit of writing in a box underneath that and it says the horse chestnut is a beautiful ornamental tree with attractive leaves and flowers it produces a prickly fruit capsule that contain the glossy brown nut-like seed this seed is known as a conker and it has been used in popular children's games since at least the mid-19th century so it doesn't doesn't really tell you why it's the same conkers the conker is a chestnut and the hard brown fruit on a chestnut tree. Well, the the way we always knew, knew chestnuts is is from the Christmas song, right? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. So yeah, but you take small. the chestnut. No, they're not that small. Yeah, but that's why it's a horse chestnut because it's a really big chestnut. Because it's really big. Eat. There you go. Well, what have horses the horse got that big then? Why is it a horse? I'm glad someone on this show has. <laughs> I don't know because like, some maybe the horse ate the chestnut, crapped it out, and it was a big one. Anyway, I'm gonna get back to my original point. Nowadays, you're How's not allowed one? to play con. So, Gray, uh, we, that's what we was doing, was telling Gray what a conquer is and what, what it's for. So what kids did at school, yeah, when conquer season comes in, you'd go over the park and you'd look for a conquer tree, yeah? Season. What are you laughing for? It just this is such great. a good memory. Such a good memory. When conquer season comes in, this yeah, is when yeah. we do it. Gray yeah. really doesn't know what we're talking. You're offending uh, everyone in the UK. I'm not offending. You're offending great. them all. And Canada, and Canada. I will smash you up at Conkers. <laughs> anyway, Gray, Go what ahead. happens? Conquer I'm going to tell you what we did. This is how it was, and I'm not lying. This is for every everyone in the UK. Every kid did this back in the 80s okay. or 90s, yeah? Okay. So okay. Oh, straight after school, if it was Conker season and you saw a Conker, you'd be riding your bike somewhere, and you'd be like, oh, my God, spiky green ball. Conkers are around. And you, <laughs> you and your mates would make it a mission to get a couple of carrier bags, go to every single park, and literally, kids would rampage for these conkers, and they'd be gone. The whole tree's conkers would be gone. So you'd have to get there first, and then you'd scramble around, filling up a whole bag. You'd get a bag like this of them. And the next day, yeah. you'd spend all night at home, making holes through the middle of them, finding out which is the biggest, most strongest. And then what you did is, you'd go into school the next day, and everyone would play conkers at lunch break. You'd just go up to someone and say, I'll play with conkers. You'd get your shoelace, you'd force it through the hole, tie a knot in it, so it's tied to the conker. Then you would hold mm -hmm. yours and let it hang, yeah? And I'd be mm -hmm. like, smash, trying to hit it with my conker. And if it broke off, I win, yeah? And basically, then you would have a go, and you'd keep doing it until someone just comes off the string and breaks, yeah? Now, every now and then, someone would get, like, a, a big daddy conker, and that thing would be solid, and the whole school would be yeah. like, oh, man, Billy's got the best conker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but what happened off the offspin of this is... Every kid would go home and try all different methods to make their conquer the hardest. So, like, back in the day, there weren't no resin or nothing that we could, like, ply onto it and stuff. Um, so what you'd do is you'd have all these different things. That you'd hear rumours. So someone would be like, if you put it in vinegar, it goes rock hard. So you'd leave yeah. it in vinegar overnight, come back and next morning, it's all mushy and messed up. But it'd be like, if you put it in coke, it'd go rock hard. Um, you know, and basically, it became a massive thing. And then I was telling to my kids the other day, I was like, or oh, it was a couple of years back, I was like, should we do some conkers? And they were like, what's a conker? So I said to my missus, she's like, no, nah, you can't take that in school anymore. By law, in school, if they play conkers, they have to have glasses and gloves on. They have to have like, yeah. safety goggles now. So pieces don't fly in their eye. Yeah. It's crazy. I feel like our whole like school picking order because they don't wasn't, want... wasn't dictated by class, but was dictated by like how good at conkers you were. Like if you were the conker game, yeah, exactly. it didn't matter like, hey, what look, you look like. You, you were like top of the... What about marbles? Did you have marbles, Gray? Oh, yeah, sure. Played marbles all the time. I think that's more bizarre, throwing pieces of glass around. 
Because they would splash everywhere, wouldn't they? Diddly they don't. They're very hard. They don't break. Now, what they used to do when we used to play, we used to have these round ball bearings that were called steelies. Yeah. Because what they were was an actual ball bearing made out of steel. Yeah. And if you slam that down yeah, on the but marble in school, hard enough, it'd crack it. But no one called it a ball bearing in school, did they? They called it a ball no. bearing because no one a knew ball, what it was. <laughs> we just call it steelies because they're made out of steel. So yeah, like but I, do you know what? No lie. I don't know where I got it from. But when I was playing marbles, I had this big, like, um, you called them the fanny pack, didn't you? At the front. Yeah. Yeah, I had a big one then. We called it bum bag. Anyway, I had a big bum bag and I had it full of marbles, yeah? Sure. <laughs> and uh, I found a bearing, which was probably, if you was in marble terms, it would be called a granddad granddad because it was so big. Do you remember yeah. that, the granddad granddad? <laughs> we had marbles, we had boulders, which were double the size of a marble. And then we had steelies, which were the rock the ball bearings, the actual ball bearings. Yeah, but I had a big bearing like that. It was massive. Yeah, and yeah. I'd Once play marbles some kid like on the grass, yeah. The, and like, mate would throw one. his marble, and I'd be like, my go. And if I hit it, it would literally, his marble would just be in the mud. <laughs> oh, we used to take ones like that size or whatever, and if you could throw it hard enough, you'd crack their marble. And they'd be going like, you cracked my marble. Yeah, <laughs> it shatters do? everywhere. Um, get all mad. How funny is that memory? Don't have that no more. Um, Alcohol Holiday says stamps. Yeah, I've got lots of stamps as well. I've got lots of stamps here, actually. Postage stamps? Yeah. yeah Penny Black. Stamps from the world. I used to go to, was it WH Smith? Yeah, that's still, I, I think they're still I, going now, isn't it? It went away and it came back. Um, You're going to, to buy your rubbers. Yeah, so yeah, does that yeah. mean that you're a philatelist? Is that what they have? He went there to buy his rubbers like the rest of us. The big round one, the big, the soft one everyone had. The one that was like blue and pink, like Wait sandwich. You bought what? Oh, with the edge, it had the diamond shaped it's edges. An, it's, it's an eraser for you, Gray, okay. before you make it. Right, well, you said you bought a rubber, and I'm going like, really? That's interesting. <laughs> Man, you pull one of them out to rub your work Was it out. long enough? Or was it just like... have, you, have you ever seen the, um, the use-by date on it, Gray? <laughs> You're not rolling it down far enough, mate. I know, I heard that one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right we uh, need to get wait, off of this thing wait is that a marble joke no okay oh uh, alcohol holiday says no not postage stamps lol when the conquer fell on the floor you'd shout stamps and flatten their conquer oh, i never did that did you do that really so you just go up there and smash yeah, it with your foot? Uh, like, you lived in a bad area See, now, if I, was, if I was playing Conquerors today, I would drill the hole in it and then just pour a little tiny cement in it. That thing would never break. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, back then, you got to realise we was all, like, under 10, Gray. We weren't allowed know, power I tools. <laughs> I know. Right, we need to move on. We need to move on anyway. Right, that's enough uh, nostalgic Conquerors and marbles. That's the classic tangent we go on. It's fun. Yeah. I'd love for us, to... not so fun for people. I'll listening. tell you what, I challenge no. anyone. I challenge anyone to a conquer match this conquer season. Well, if I was there, I'd totally challenge you. Oh, I'll smash you up. If you do that, I call stamps. Go for it. Stamps. I gotta stamp it. Go for <laughs> it. If I remember, I'll be a Heathrow at some point this year. I'll yeah, you just come around to a conquer and match. I'll, and I'll, I'll just bring a Canadian. Horse chestnut with me. A Canadian horse oh, chestnut. Yeah, you know what'll happen at the airport. They're going <laughs> to yeah. confiscate and go, what is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a conquer. No, it's conquer. not. It's a chestnut. <laughs> a conquer yeah, no, is illegal no. in this country unless you have goggles and gloves. Right. <laughs> okay. You'll come with it in your hands with the goggles and gloves on. Here you go. <laughs> 
Man. Comic says, I'll play Conkers with you, but I'm bringing my 10kg tungsten Conker from work. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we'll have to doom. read the rule book on that one, I think. Oh, man. That's funny. That's it. When we go to Insomnia, Conker matches all round. Bring your best Conkers. That's it. Right, we need to move on. Right, let's get into some games. Uh, Gray, what have you been playing? Yeah. Well, it's a little early. I might go into more detail later, but I started playing Destiny 2 Witch Queen, which I've been waiting for. Um, I haven't played Destiny and Destiny 2 in about two years, believe it or not. Uh, so it's been quite a while. So two I picked years. up Witch Queen and I started playing it with uh, Rectify and Cryptic, who are actually playing it right now on our, on our Discord. And uh, it's lots of fun. I, I remember everything when I, everything came fl- r- rushing back when I played two years ago. Um, everybody's leveled up to 1350, no matter what player or where you were at. Everybody starts at 1350, and then you earn from there. All my weapons and legendaries were all there and stuff, and there's a whole bunch of new stuff you can get. There's this one weapon called a, a glaive. And what the glaive is, it's a very cool weapon. It looks like a spear, kind of, and it has like a, a blade at the end of it. So you can use it to stab an opponent or kill him that way, or it can fire like a gun would. And on top of that, it has it has its own shield as well. So the shield fans out from the glaive to, to protect you. So three-in-one weapon, which is really cool. They, they never had in Destiny, but they have all the voice actors back. Um, the is it not pretty so much like, is it not too samey-samey? Like, oh, I've been here and I've done this all before. No, because because every time they come out with a DLC, they, they do a pretty good job. They bring back all the... Original voice actors, some of them actors that act in television today, um, and they really get into their part. It's quite, it's done quite well, and the writing is pretty good. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun. I played the first uh, bunch of the campaign and uh, uh, through the missions and, and so forth. And as usual, thanks to to uh, Rectify, because he kind of helps me through things. But it was really a lot of fun. I really uh, think it's it's excellent. Uh, I would I would pick up Witch Queen if you're a Destiny two fan and play. It's loads of fun, and there's a lot of stuff coming down line with the game. So, really good. Really didn't. I, don't know, really I feel enjoy. a bit like um, Destiny, a game I won't ever go back to. When I played it, I it was far not? too hectic for everything going on. There was far too many weapons being flown about. It was all a bit too overwhelming. Like there was too much going on every time. Getting a new. It was like I was getting new weapons and new outfits all the time, but they looked the same as the last one. We were slight tweak. No, if any, if anything, there's probably too much to choose from. There's that's what I mean. All different things. There's all different things you can do to your weapon and so forth. But I just basically look for the best stuff, put it on, and leave it. You know, mm. I, I read what the description of what it is, and if I like it, I put it on, and then I just leave it alone. I do, I do agree with Nick. I I so I played DOS Destiny for a long time because my cousins in the UK played it, um, and we play most weekends. I agree. I did find Destiny quite visually repetitive. Like, yeah, I think yeah. there were maybe when was it Beyond Light was the last expansion before the Witch yeah. Queen. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was I a did. little bit different. Um, but yeah, I never, I never played Beyond Light. But I did. But um, I believe also what they said is when you buy Witch Queen, all the previous DLC goes free. This is what I've been hearing. That's that they usually do when they come out with a new one. So if you don't own beyond light it'll it'll end up being put into your uh into your stuff so i but... i predict that one thing i did like about destiny is i like you said um uh, i found the storytelling really strong it the is. campaigns were over very quickly but they were really immersive i mm-hmm. i reckon they'll they'll make destiny into a tv series or a film at some point there's been talk about it yeah this one though is supposedly the largest dlc they've done to date it's really big 
Um, and also the first time where uh, the enemy has gotten control of the light, which has never happened before, ever, in the game. And everybody's like, what? That's impossible. So um, don't want to give, give out too much more, but that's the premise, more or less. So um, very good. A lot of fun so far, and there's a lot of players playing it, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm and surprised about how many players are still, the player base in that game is so big. I honestly played it, and I thought it was a bit floppy. Like I was a bit like, meh, too much going Not on. the words you use. <laughs> floppy. It's it's almost like if it, it when I for instance <laughs> Assassin's Creed everybody tells me well why why do you like Assassin's Creed so much it's it's more or less the same thing every time but I don't see it that way same thing with Far Cry people keep telling me well that's more or less the same thing I don't care it's good I'll yeah but with the... Assassin's Creed I can understand Assassin's Creed it's it's the whole element of they've actually gone back to try and recreate what was there and when you're playing mm. that game you're not just playing the game you're actually exploring what you believe to be the most realistic like visualization of what it was like to be in that time you know mm -hmm. all of the assassin's creeds at the moment they've actually got like um a school package where school kids the sc schools yeah. buy that package and then they can literally go into that as a school learning program and they right. walk really around good. they don't play the game they walk around looking at all the pyramids and all the stuff like that that's one reason why I really like what they've done with uh, with the games. Ever since uh, Origins, where they did it to Egypt, they started doing that. So they have a whole pack uh, for, for kids and, and anybody. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a kid. kid. Uh, for Egypt, for Greece, when they did Odyssey, and for the Viking uh, world when it came out. And it really is good. It really does teach you history. And they do yeah. the gameplay in an educational manner. So things that you do, you learn along the way. Yeah, which there's is, a few games great. that do that. And I think that's like a new technology, which is something that's definitely going to be around, is mm -hmm. um, like mixing in gaming, and but not necessarily playing a game, but actually using the mechanics of a game to walk around. Like, do you, I don't know if you know, there's no PC building simulator that I'm in. Basically, PC yeah. building simulator, they do school packages as well. And what it is, it's where the kids come in, they see the game and they play it and it teaches them how to put, build a computer and put a computer together. Now, could you imagine sitting in science class back in our day and the teacher's going to you, there's a hard drive, there's a, uh, an M.2, there's a motherboard. You're like, yeah, whatever, mate. But if he said to you, just play that game for 10 minutes, you will remember all of that stuff because you're interacting yeah. with it and you're playing it, you know? Oh, yeah. It's known that you can learn a lot more through that process if mm. done correctly. Definitely learn more. Definitely. That's why they... Uh, what genre is Destiny? Because I find that it kind of sits between um, a couple of genres, right? Because it's kind of got more sci-fi sorcery. No. Well, I was thinking like um, it's kind of got MMO features, right? You do yeah, weekly well, it is raids. An MMO. Yeah, yeah. So it is. No, but how many? There's not that many people. I thought an MMO had to cover so many people per server, and it had to be like over a hundred people or something. No, there, I don't think some... it's even. You don't select your server on Destiny, do you? No, I don't think I don't. No, I don't but I mean, you, in I per game, in Destiny, you play the game as a group of four, don't you? And then three, you're four as a team, but you run around in. Team, yeah. But yeah, but then you run around in a world where there's other groups of four everywhere. That's only if you're doing like the raids or the uh, or or whatever. If you're doing the 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 campaign, anybody can come into your. Not anybody. The t the three team member can be a campaign. So in other words, you can do a campaign with your friends. However, if Somebody plays solo and gets far ahead of you, but you still want to play with them. If they don't mind, they come into your game and then they replay and gain XP, 
while you're experiencing it for the first time, even though they've already done it. So you always yeah. can co-op with your friends no matter what. Well, there is, is really actually nice. a number. A what? I looked it up. There is a number. Yeah, three. No. What are you talking about? To be classed as an MMO, it has got a number, a minimum number you have to have in-game at once. Okay. What do you 64. reckon the number is? Guess it. Hold on, wait, before you guess. And it does state uh, here, yeah, um, that it's very much self-explanatory in common sense to be an MMO. Massive multiplayer I mean, it's, it's going to be active players, right? Uh, so obviously, how many players you have to have in game at any one point for it to be an MMO? I'm one. <laughs> are you I'm really? Are say... you really going for one? <laughs> no, <laughs> I said sixty-four a minute ago. Go on, how many? Come on, give me, give me a random. Think about it. The trick here is that it says it's very self-explanatory. Well, it can't be a million, can it? Because World of Warcraft ain't got a million people in one server. I don't know. Massively multiplayer online doesn't really tell you. And the trick is massive, massive multiplayer online. Would you say? Yeah. Or multiplayer is two to four, right? Okay. Generally. So So two two would be the minimum. Yeah, two. I reckon Gray looked it up. You looked it up, you sneaky man, didn't you? I see you looking at that screen. I didn't look up anything. You looked it up. He cheated. Once you started giving the clues out, then I started going. I can trust you now. Yeah, so the answer is two or more. MMO, Massively Multiplayer Online. Um, Drop the mic. <laughs> large scale game, multiplayer, two players are uh, multiplayers. So it's self-explanatory. So it's an MMO. Well, you like can have more than one player. It's in a massive world. It's actually an MMO. So when it says Massively Multiplayer Online, it doesn't... I've always meant thought that meant massive, massive amounts of people it's in the game. Yeah, that's, that's what not what it means. It means more than two players in a massive open world. In a massive world, world. yeah. Which is so some, I've been, learned something new today. Been, it should have been multiplayer massive online. And then it would have been better. <laughs> I think it sounds the same just the other way around. <laughs> it sounds the same but different. We don't care. <laughs> right, let's move on. Anyway, um, Clax, what have you been playing? I haven't played this yet, so it's more of a preview, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about Elden Ring because um, the reviews have been flying in and if you if you Obviously, you've got to be careful with reviews, right? Um, you've got to play the game for yourself. But so far, this is probably, on record, probably the best-reviewed game maybe of all time. Um, really? I think comic or maybe it might not have been comic. When you look at the reviews, posts. do you look at who wrote the review? And do you have sources you trust more than others? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Um but yeah, like most, most, you know, like gaming websites or magazines have been given this a 10 out of 10 um, so far. If, if anyone hasn't played Elden Ring, I'll give you a, a, a brief description um, and maybe explain why this um, no, game no from this developer is, is a little spoilers. bit different. It's a preview. How can he have a spoiler? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played it yet, so I can't spoil it for you. Uh, I don't know any... Oh, well, then your review's over. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) I said preview. I didn't say review. Um, That's true. true. But yeah, like this is from um, a, I think, Japanese development uh, studio called From Software who have uh, made the Dark Souls uh, series. Um, This one's a little bit different because it's basically, I I know kind of 
Grey and Nick have scuffed at this. They found Dark Souls incredibly hard and demotivating, but what they've done with this one is they've created an open world. Um, people have been comparing it a lot to um, Breath of the Wild um, in terms of like the kind of how big it is and the fact that this is like different um, parts with different flavors. Um, but it's got that kind of uh, difficulty built into um, some of the interactions with um, NPCs and enemies and stuff. So yeah, it's basically like uh, like the reviews are, are generally like it's very beautiful. Um, it's a huge game. Um, it's like it, it's, it's, it's not this thing. I, no. Yeah, it's it's not an <laughs> MMO. But um, the reason people are really enjoying it and i think this is sometimes quite hard to pull off in games is mm -hmm. like they've taken a concept that's worked for a long time which is like that whole like the the difficulty and you kind of start at the beginning but they've brought in the open world concept and that's quite hard to mash those two things together but apparently they've done it perfectly um yeah so i've i've pre-ordered it i'm going to be playing it to, uh tomorrow for sure i haven't changed my machine to new zealand yet um because <laughs> i've been working but um yeah i'll let you know how it is next week and if anyone wants to chat about it maybe i'll stream it um for a bit in the community but yeah. i i can't if wait was, for it if you was talking then and you thought i was looking down like that and being a bit rude what actually happened was um comic put a message in the chat saying nick look at all the tens in the picking game in chat yeah and for some reason, I thought he meant someone, whilst we're live on the stream, was putting number 10 over and over and over again in the gaming <laughs> chat. So I got my phone, because obviously I can't take the cameras off of here. And I was like, someone was who's doing this? Who's doing this, putting all these 10s in? So uh, you probably thought I was being rude <laughs> and like, looking at my phone and that. But I was like, I, feel, I thought there was like a troll in the chat. So, I know what he's talking about, though. Uh, it, 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 I think the top 15 game reviewing groups out there have all given it a 10 which is pretty yeah. impressive to say the least i'm gonna wait for you guys to play it though i can't Klaxon. do that anymore yeah. i can't i can't be i can't be you Claxon, and buy a game day one not unless it's a game that i've been watching for like years or i know it's a remake of a game but a new game there's just too too many times that you get burned with these new games not from software though like these guys have constantly delivered like 85 plus scores on metacritic like yeah they're a, they're a very trusted studio um with mm. a big fan base they've they've delivered really good quality um games for a long time so i don't always do that nick i like i'm not and particularly now i think you commented in the last podcast that you don't buy as many games now day yeah. one um because there's so much to play and obviously Game, game pass, game yeah, pass, it's game pass has, has kind it? of changed that dynamic. But these guys, I I trust. Like I'll be buying that game, and I'm I'm not afraid to spend. You so know, you to spend eighty dollars. Will you talk about it? Is it eighty dollars? Is it over whoa, here? Like whoa, whoa. eighty dollars? Why? You buying the deluxe it's, version? Or no, eighty dollars. It's Canadian dollars. You map it. Eighty dollars. So, Sixty US. Man. And the full price game over here now, 40 quid is your normal price. And if it's something like Call of Duty, which they know everyone's going to buy, it's up to like 60. Some games I've seen yeah, see here, it's 60. a couple of games have gone up to 70 before here, but, but normally it's about 60 for a big triple A. Um, 
or and especially if it's on console and that or if it's on pc you get it for about 40 and normally generally after a couple of weeks they go down to like five quid off like to 35 to 30s yeah uh, i rarely spend it, 60 for any game it's, i mean it's 80 it's 80 for a triple a in canada and then that's the baseline and then if you get like the ultimate edition or the deluxe edition yeah, well, which by really... the way i i find with the whole like digital releases now like i, I would buy the deluxe version when they were physical versions of the game because yeah. they come in a box they're really cool but now yeah, like yeah. a couple of skin a uh, digital artwork i don't i'm not really interested in yeah. that stuff so yeah yeah but that's like me i used to always buy the boxed version when it had like um a limited edition feature in it so i remember like if you bought um dead island i don't know if you ever played dead island oh, i love dead island it was well good it's an open world like zombie game um, but if you bought like the the boxed version of it and the deluxe version, you would get like a woman in a bikini and she's all eaten by zombies, like her arms are missing and stuff. Um, and it was something cool just to have like on your shelf. I've got a couple of um, rare things like that up there. I don't know. Put that ones are from games. I I used to love you know when a game would come with like a guide, like a a book. Yeah, and whenever you, whenever you, you know, you'd, you'd play the game, and then obviously you'd have to come off the console or the PC at some point. So oh, I would then book. just like spend my whole time looking at the book because my yeah. parents were like, "You've done enough games, so you yeah, yeah, you read I'm the like, book. Well, I'm just gonna read like the Pokemon book um, or whatever yeah, it was I did at the that time. As well. Zelda. Yeah. Um, you you sparked and, a memory for me when you said that. I don't know what it was oh, that you said. Books. But you I can smell those books now. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But you sparked something for me when you said that. Do you remember um, when you used to have a game on disc form, yeah? And yeah. basically, to get into the game, you had to own the manual and it would go, go to page 65 and read out the fourth word on the 25th line. Do you remember that? Did you ever do that? And you had to go down and type the word that was on that page on that line. And that would be, it would have loads that of random ones. And I remember when I've like thrown out the magazine, like the books and that. And I'm like, man, I can't play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do remember some games that would connect with the manual like that. You'd yeah, have yeah, to yeah. Look up things, Which was well sure. funny. And I remember as it, as time went on, you would have um, like online when internet was like a real thing and that you'd go back and you'd be able to get the codes and it would be like a code cracker for the instructions for that book, which is pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, um, Elden Ring, we'll let you wait. We'll wait for you to see what happens with that and see what you think of it once you've played it. You never know, you might be coming back here saying, I got right mugged off with that game. It's crap. I mean, if that happens, that happens, right? Got to own it. <laughs> but it's looking good. It gets 80 bucks back. <laughs> yeah, 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 that back. Do my two well, hours. Did, wait, didn't you say a minute ago that over? Oh, that's different in Canada. I was when Nick was saying you can buy anything online and return it in two weeks. That would be perfect. He could play the game for two weeks, and if it sucks, he just return the game. No, it's only physical stuff. Oh no, that's not good. Come yeah. on. Yeah, because obviously, it's, if it's digital, um, it's slightly different. They're like, but if it's physical, when they send something to you, it doesn't fit or you don't like it. You can say, oh, "I didn't like it," and just couldn't see it in real life. And then you get it, well, send it get... back. We have Amazon for that. True, true. But Amazon's all right. That's physical as well. But if it's a digital thing, even on Amazon digital stuff, you don't really get to, to send it back. It's not like I can download an album, so I don't like the album and get my money back for it. Do you know what I mean? True. You know? Too bad. You're right, on let's move on. Then. You don't like it? Too bad. <laughs> um, in the community, Gray, you put out the next um, social night, didn't you? 
Sure did. And I'm March currently 5th. working on the gamers night, so um, I'm thinking maybe World of Tanks. Who's up for a World of Tanks? I'd like to try that. I've never played it. I think it'd be cool. Well, the only thing is with World of Tanks is, which is the problem, and this is something I'm starting to notice about gaming night, is if I put a game out there a week or two weeks before, yeah, say it's say for instance it's um, World of Tanks. The thing is, what people need to do is they need they need to play that game for a little while before, because like we saw on Forza Five, I I get into game, I've played it for a little while. Everybody's using my car, and it gets samey samey because no one's played the game. Now with World of Tanks, if you don't play the game first, you're only going to be able to get the most basic tank which means only people on the basic level of the game can play with you. It's a game where you really need to play a few hours, and then we all play together, you know? You know what that means. We go back to Row. <laughs> yeah, Ring of Elysium, that works fine, because we can all jump into it and yeah. play it straight off the bat. But but in these other games, they're games that, like... And my intention with playing these Gamer Nights is to get people active on the Discord and to get people to want to play with each other. So maybe I put on, like world of tanks and then everybody's like oh that was pretty fun so the next couple of nights people will be like oh i'm gonna jump on and play world of tanks because we played it the other night and see if anyone jumps back in you know i'm trying to kickstart people playing games together more in the discord um but the thing is if i keep putting games out there and we all turn up two minutes before then it's like tutorials we got to connect everyone's accounts then that gets oh, very we, dull very quick do we know if world of tanks actually does that world not. of tanks is when you play it for the first time um, you're only going to have the starter tank, which is going to be very small, very cheap. Um, and if we're all playing yeah, with the same tank, it's... Man. It, well, it is because like, for people that have played the game, you don't want to go back to that level and start at that level because it's boring for you. you know. And I'm not saying go to the highest level, but you play it for a couple of hours, you'll literally have three tiers of tanks. So you'll have a, an A, B and a C version tank or whatever it is. Um, and then we can sort of mix it up a bit with different tanks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not like the but... the voting that you did was good because you'd you'd surface a few games and then the community can kind of vote on on something that they have or they're interested in. Like you're not going to be able to pick the perfect game. Yeah. Every time. Well, that's what I said to Gray. Because right? Gray was like, mm, look, Gray was like, what if you pick a game no one wants to play and they don't turn up? I said, well, the thing is, me and Gray, you're going to be there. I said, we'll jump in the room. If only two people turn up, it's just me and you. No one really likes that game. Then we just cancel the game at night for that night. It's fine. It's just more to bring more people in that do want to play, new players, and keeping the Discord active and getting people in to play with each other. Um, and that's more around the point of it. The reason why I sort of went against the voting system is because what I saw a lot of is a lot of people will vote on the game they like, but then they won't turn up on the night. And what happens is the people that do turn up on the night don't really want to play that game and it's already been set in stone that we're playing that game. And then, you know, so it's a bit of a Good tricky reason. one. But whereas if I just put on there, it's going to be World of Tanks. It's going to be Tuesday at this time. Then people will just jump in on Tuesday at this time. It might be four of us. We play it for a couple of hours. And even if the game in night lasts an hour, we've played for a little while. We've all had a little go on yeah. it. It's something new for people to get involved with, you know? It's just fun because we're all playing together. Even if you never go back to the game again, you have yeah. a lot of fun. So. Um, if anybody does want, would like to get into our Gamer Nights um, on the Discord, just go to extremepcuk.co.uk. Um, on there, there'll be a Discord link on the front page of the website. You just click that. It'll invite you in. Um, and then, yeah, you'll see at the top of the list, it'll be events. You just click the one you want to go to. 
um and then basically when it goes live it will come up saying we're live just jump in the room you can either mute yourself if you don't want to talk or you can just get involved but either way we're all chilled and it's all very good um right is there anything that you don't want to say about uh community stuff or not uh no i mean social nights march 5th uh so that'll be a saturday at 7 p.m as usual and we have a good time uh with that when we drink or not drink and just talk about all kinds of garbage and have lots of fun yeah yeah the only other thing i want to say is um again thanks to all my discord subs um they're starting to grow um and i've brought this new thing out now where if you sub to discord over ten dollars um you can have your own room in the discord so it's a private room you get a private chat room you get a private text room and we've got a few of them already gray's got his new room which is called gray gamer entertainer and his room is all about uh, film, music, any kind of media, TV, basically. Movies, um, all that stuff. We've got Chaney. He's got the retro room. Um, and he's basically talking there about all retro and old stuff that people are very active. Um, and then we've got Yoda, who's got the whiskey room. And he chats about like, all different whiskeys and stuff like that. Now, these rooms are at the bottom half of Discord, so they don't hassle everybody who plays every day. So you have to scroll down to see them. Um, but, yeah, if anyone wants to sub at $10, you get your own room. Other than that, uh, the cheapest one I do on there um, is to get yourself up so you're in a VIP section, basically, and you get a different colour, is um, $3, which works out about like £1.80 or something. Um, but if anyone wants to do that, just let me know. And anyone that does do that, I really appreciate it. Really starting to help out with um, getting the money in so I can focus my time more on the community than going to work. So, um, yeah. Mr. Lopez, cheers for that sub, man. Really appreciate it. 13 months. Holla! um cheers dude right let's get into the questions we've got quite <laughs> what was that little grin for there clax was it because i said holla yeah all oh, right I, I just that. i looked back and i just saw you laughing i was like what's he laughing at <laughs> yeah i like the holla thing <laughs> um right so i'm gonna do the same as normal we've got a few questions to get through there's like four or five questions here so um some pretty decent ones so the first one rolls over from last week and we're gonna do the same as normal i'm gonna read them out and then we'll see what we say um about them and the first one is from Cal. He says, uh, Nick posted a new project uh, and it, the case looked really cool. It got me thinking, what do you folks look for when selecting a new case? Um, purely aesthetics, um, good front panel availability, fan placements, please discuss. Um, everybody in the channel who's in the Discord right now, just watching, um, not the Discord, in this, the Twitch, uh, feel free to put in what, you, what your answer for the question is as well. And I'll read them out as well. Um, so what do you two look for? I look for a case so, to put stuff in. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't even build say, your computer. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he didn't even build it, so he's disqualified. I picked all the parts. How many he's times like, did I He's like, I didn't look you? for anything in the case. I Someone the case, did for me. I picked me. the fan. I picked the mother. I picked everything. I just looked I in just my wallet. Build it. No. Yeah. I... <laughs> um, for me, so I tend to have a list of criteria, some more important than others. Um, airflow. Um, and temps tend to be a, a big focus for me. My machine is, well, I guess my is it because uh, it's full of AMD. Yeah, yeah, it runs hot, so <laughs> I have to, I have to prioritize that. I'll, I just why I'd say it, say it for you, before you said that. So, airflow for me is important. Um, aesthetics. Hold on, what's again, Gray doing? Is he I, doing musical chairs? Yeah, yeah he's going to get his <laughs> no. case. No, what's happening is that, that see the see the glow right here? That's yeah. because the sun's coming in through the blinds. I'm, I was trying to adjust it. That was Go quite ahead, funny. Claxton um, was talking away, and you was getting up, showing us your bum, getting down, getting back up, showing us yeah. your bum. Yeah, yeah. The people listen to the downloads. Oh, no, I'm getting up. 
they do now. <laughs> I just told them. <laughs> so aesthetics are important to me. I'm someone who's like a bit of a minimalist. I don't like cases yeah. that are a little, a little bit like look kind of remind me of like I know what you're gonna say tacky and tacky and their cars and spoil like yeah yeah just got stuff attached to them. Like I like something quite square. Um, what about lots of RGB? And I like I like a little bit of RGB. That's important. Um, I've actually got the Leon Lee. 11 dynamic which pretty I, like, I like the way he didn't even know the name keys. the leon lee um or the leanne lee leanne lee whatever however you want to say it that's um, enough i'm a klaxon <laughs> i also like what i love about this case too trust is me that if like, i met them in a meeting and i said i've seen your case by leon lee they'd be get out <laughs> to be yeah, fair but i'm not Good for you. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that like airflow aesthetics, um, making sure my existing components are compatible. Um, yeah, though, like that. That's priorities for me. Yeah. See, I understand what you're saying because, like, for me, um, when I look for a case now, I don't want to offend anyone, but it's just my personal view. Um, I know lots and lots of builders, obviously. We had the magazine. I worked with a like hundreds. I'd say it's in the hundreds of builders that I know. Um, and everybody's in the building world. You've got to come. You've got If you want to stand out, you've got to bring your own unique way of doing things. Um, and like, like you've seen, I've always had like the screens and stuff like that. But I find I don't like when builds get tacky. So like, and if you go on, there's like websites where you can see all different builds like builds.gg. Um, and it'll be everybody submits their builds and everybody rates them. And there's some up the right at the top, bigger, higher than mine rated. But like they'll have all this, they'll have all this like plastic and perspex all cut up and stuck on and and like bit like an Iron Man PC might have Iron Man's face on the front of the case, or there might be like a war one and it's got like bits of a tank track stuck on the side of it. And I just look at it and I go, yeah, you themed, you've done a very good job. It's very themed, yeah. But I'm like, I wouldn't want that shit on my desk. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to have my. It might yeah, go on I'm, a stand. I'm with you. It might go on a stand at the Warzone, like uh, stand in in a, in a show, but but I don't want to have that on my desk. I want something sleek and looks expensive and looks nice and clean cut. You know, I want something with all the wires hidden, all glass. You know, I don't and, and don't get me wrong. My computer right here, it was called Unicorn Poo or something else. Prism we called it because it had so many different colors in it because that. Because this was built when RGB was first coming out, so I wanted to do something like an explosion of colour. But to be fair, if I do a build now, I will just have very subtle white light in it. And it will just be glowing slightly. And I think that gives it a really, really like expensive, clean look. That's the look I go for. Now, I don't really want to go all tacky sides. Adding a Some people feel like if you add as much shit in there as you can, uh, it makes it look better. But I think minimal looks better. Um, and like I said, I just like to keep it clean. If I'm doing water cooling, I'll do something with the pipes just to make it look different to everybody else's, you know? Um, and, and that's what I go for personally. Um, if I'm looking for a new case, um, I'm looking for, uh, for a bit of art, basically. I want my computer to look like a piece of art on my desk, you know, so it stands out. So when people walk up my stairs and they can walk into the room, they go, wow, what is that, a computer? And I go, yeah, it's like a computer, but it's like, it looks like it's on a plinth sort of thing, you know? It looks really cool, yeah? Um, a Mystic Suit says that don't forget the <laughs> stickers on the case. 
That's right. Gray, I reckon you're a sticker guy, aren't you? I bet you've got stickers on your case. Not not now. I used to on my other one. You did. You put that little Intel gold sticker at the bottom, didn't you? No. I, no. Remember I told you I went online. I found this guy that handmade stickers that were really cool. And I put and I used those. They're all glossed out with a with a like a like gold leaf uh, on it and stuff. It really looked nice. You're the guy I see at Tesco's just driving around in a uh, 900cc Micra with stickers on it. Well, I mean, the regular stickers look like crap, so but this guy's, this guy's made some nice stuff, so I used to buy them. <laughs> anyone out there's got a micro with stickers on it, sorry. <laughs> i just add, he's at Tesco's at 1am. <laughs> yeah. He's at, he's at the 24 hours. And he's the Tesco. guy that's standing there saying, look, everyone, I'm doing donuts. And then you're like, no, you're in a front-wheel drive car. You don't do donuts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But yeah, that's what I go for. And Gray, we're going to skip you because, just face it, you don't look at cases. You don't build what them. What are you talking about? <laughs> I picked my case. I looked at a lot of cases and decided What case what have I you wanted. got? That's it right there. You want to see What's it? it called? I don't remember. He don't even know the name of it. <laughs> I picked it, but I don't know the name of it. I don't memorize this stuff. Indian oh. wears bulk standard. I just case. no. I look for yeah. a case that I like a lot. You know the case he's got. It. He's got the, the he's got the one that you go on Amazon and it's like the cheapest one. That's thirty quid. All the panels are flimsy. It looks like a robot, a transformer yeah, that... from the eighties. Uh, no. And, and it hasn't <laughs> even got a bit of glass on the side. I bet it's got plastic, ain't it? No. no go and tap it. Is it glass or plastic? It's glass on the side and metal all around. <laughs> plastic. Give me a break. Right, we've cut gray up enough on this situation. <laughs> Right, let's do the second half of the question. Um, it makes me sad that smaller graphics cards are few and far between nowadays. Um, it makes smaller builds more difficult, surely. What do you think? I don't think... I don't think... It, honestly, my opinion is not that there's then the smaller cards are not around anymore. It's the price of the bloody smaller cards because they're not smaller mm. cards anymore because the price of them is the same price as an expensive card. yeah. You know, and you're thinking along the lines of if I'm going to spend 600 quid, I'm not going to spend that for a 1050 Ti when I can spend like 200 more and get a and like new series card, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I still see a lot of people, most people I chat to in the game. Like, obviously, if you're an enthusiast like us, then you've got something big in there. But if you're just an average gamer or a streamer or, or something like that, I find a lot of streamers and normal gamers go for like 30, 60. You know? 3060 or 20, 2070, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. A lot of streamers do go with the stuff that you wouldn't think would be the best, but it's not that way. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Right. Plus, a lot of them use two computers, too. Or they'll, they'll use a streaming computer and then another computer yeah, to yeah. play games on. Well, a lot of people don't realize if you have two, if you have a two-stream setup, um, if you're streaming off a low-end graphics card or even a medium graphics card, the stream's going to take from your frames in game eventually it's going to it's going to do that it's going to give you like little glitchy bits and where it's where it's sucking the processor power and i tested this firsthand i got a computer with a four core four duo cpu in it um the computer is probably over 10 years old and i tested it yeah to see if it would run my um obs smooth and it was through NDI as well. So it was going through my internet cable to the second PC. There was no capture card or anything. Um, and essentially what happens is you play your game on your computer. And then the second computer directly links into the feed. So it just picks up a picture as a still picture. It's not processing anything. And then all the second computer does. this does, Your computer does all the processing for changing scenes and stuff. Which it can handle. 
and then that computer with the four the four cores in it that literally just does the encoding so the, that's where the suck of the juice is squeezing of the juice is on that second computer there yeah <laughs> um and basically i found that on a four core uh, core four or four core duo pc it only used 10 percent of that pc which is 10 years old to do the encoding um separately and your stream is perfect and the other good thing about having two two pc set up is if your pc goes down like today on stream i had like 40 people on my stream and my, my game my computer crashed and I lost all the viewers. Everything went down. It was a waste of time. It all just messed up. But if I had a second machine doing the encoding, it would have gone to um, an extreme piece of UK screen and said, look, sorry, we've had a problem. My stream would have carried on running until I'm up back up, and then I would have come back on. So that's one feature there. Either that or it would encode the crash and then broadcast it. Yeah. <laughs> it, no, it, as soon as it goes off, it would have come up with a warning screen saying, extreme piece UK, sorry, we're having a technical fault or something. You know, by the, very professional. By, by the way, just yeah, to let you professional, know, darling. Just to let you Barely. know, Fan, Fantex Pro M series tempered glass ATX mid tower. That's my case. You wanted uh, to know. You annoyed me because you. I saw you even reading that as you was. You didn't even memorize of course, it. You I read wanted it. to make sure I had it all down. I had to be correct. <laughs> my first better, case for Fantex. They, I want nice to make cases. a mistake. What's I your like favorite case of all case. time? I don't have a favorite case. Go of all read time, it out again, Gray. <laughs> I don't have a favorite case of all time. My favorite case of all time is the case I use now. All right. What about, in... what about you, um, Clax? I could name it off the top of my head. I, I love what I have See? now, which is the uh, look it up. <laughs> O11 Dynamic Mini. He read that too. Uh, Just in so black. Know. Nice, nice. That's a good little case. Uh, Magic oh, Gaming, is... cheers for that prime sub. 15 months, dude. I really do appreciate the help you give, man. His is a nice case, but when I said my case, you just go, you read it. Yeah, because... You didn't say mine was nice. Because... Well, I didn't say yours, because your case isn't nice. What case did you say it was? Was it a... Um... A well, fan I can't text. repeat it now. Was it you have to memorize e it. I can't remember. I always get the word model up. E-flu. E-flu or science called... E what? E flew what? E F. I can't remember e the name of the case. What my case? Yeah, go on, read it out. What? What? Are, where did you come up with E flu? E Fantex Pro M series tempered glass ATX mid tower. Oh, it's not the one I'm talking about then. Yeah, I guess not. E flu. No, they've got a famous case that it's called an F. I don't know what it's called. Get it up, someone, so you can do it. Look up Fantex Evolu or sign it's called. It's nice. called an F. It's called an F off case. <laughs> F off case. That's a nice case. <laughs> I've seen that case in um, a really nice like army green. Really F off? Wow, that must be yeah, something. Yeah, case. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the case. I'm keeping it real and professional. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find it. Enfu. Enfu. Who I'll tell you one case that? that I worked with years ago. You don't really see it now, and it's worth more money now. And me and my friend actually built uh, in it is the uh, ammunition box case. Have you seen that? So it was like mm -mm. an army. It was like an army ammunition box. It was all green and it had a metal handle on top. Um, and when you press the front, it has a CD player on it. It had these two doors which you press the buttons like um, switches, and it would open up the CD drives. Um, it was pretty cool. 
That's a pretty cool I case. I know a lot, of, um, a lot of young people are buying mini ITX with handles so that they can yeah, actually... Yeah, carry like, it to LAN party. Yeah. Exactly. That's I actually had a guy connect with me today, that's... actually. He was talking about new cases from this new company, um, maybe to do a, um, a collaboration with. And one of them cases uh, has a handle on top of it, which is pretty yeah. cool. Um, Mystic Dude says... Um, uh, Comic Clown says uh, he's got a good idea. I've got a few ammo crates at work. Why have you got ammo crates at work? Where do you work? At the army? <laughs> uh, Mystic Dude says Dark Base Pro Rev 2 for me. Been a fan for a while, but the lack of hardware stopped me upgrading. Uh, it'll be out of date by the time I upgrade. Oh, man. That is very true for all of us, I think. Um, yeah. But Dark Base Pro, I can't think off the top of my head what case that is. I know the name, but I can't think of it. Um and my one is, do you know what? You said about the, um, the fact that, uh, what do you call it? The O11D Mini. But the thing is, what I found is with that, because I was going to buy that recently, um, and the thing I found with it is, it's not actually that Mini, is it? Well, no. It ha it, like, it has it's quite a full size ATX board in it. Um, it's a nice size for me. Like, I, I don't, I didn't want something too big or too small it was like yeah but it's not the size height and size it's the the depth that gets me on it it's it's still quite it's quite it's like it's a square it's a cube it's rectangle but i know what you mean it's it's it's, it's quite wider. deep isn't it it's wider and deeper than uh it's it's just as deep as others but i think you're talking the width is more than yeah but when you cases. think of if you think oh, of that, if you think of that case, and they brought maybe they brought a micro version out. If you thought of that case that could only fit um, like a micro board um, and a GPU on its side, and it was just the height of both of them, so it's only like I don't know, ten to twelve inches high, and then it was the length. Then like it looked like a mini fish tank, really, the shape of it. Um, then I think I'd go for it, like, but. I was even thinking about making a case myself. I've got an, I've got a few really good ideas for making cases. If anyone wants to collaborate on a case, I've spoke to a comic about it because obviously you've got a lot of machining uh, history. Um, but yeah, something that I've always thought about doing. Um, right, let's get on to the next question anyway. Uh, and this is from Cheney, and it says, uh, with the rise of electric costs and new GPUs consuming more and more power, at what point would you draw the line and not upgrade? I don't think power consumption would ever make me stop from upgrading. Well, you want to be getting the, the bills over here, mate. They keep going up by a third. Well, that's true. Over here, they don't. So it wouldn't stop me. That's that's me. My electric's £150 a month. Yeah, but is a GPU going to really put that much of a dent in your bill? No, but five of them is. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way. Put it this way. Old school. If, if, if like, everyone in your house came in and they put five hair dryers on... You would be like, turn your hair dryers off. They're gonna suck all the electricity, or five electric heaters. But that's no different to having a PC. True. The only thing is, if I had five hair dryers going, I wouldn't worry about the power. I'd worry about me being able to hear. <laughs> You'd be hearing me five machines. Well, that's what it was hair like. Hair going. Had, um, the R nine two nineties. It was like two, having double hair dryers blowing on your face. Well, like double as a hair dryer and a computer. Wow. Uh, comic, that's pretty interesting. He says, uh, we've done MOD stuff, uh, and my company designed the tank tracks in World War Two. That's pretty cool. Do you still have one from World War Two? That'd be a collector's item. <laughs> Imagine having a track from a tank from World War Two. Yeah. And Magic Gaming says, Nick, gas electric's going up again in April. Yeah, it is. It's meant to do another third then. 
which means it's like silly amount of money. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, uh, like, like yeah, I might do computers and that, but I'm not the most flushest guy ever. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think everybody is gonna feel some serious effects um, with electric prices and stuff. Uh, you know, it's really gonna mess people up over here. Yeah, you can't help it. I mean, when that changes, everything changes. Yeah. That's where I start buying hamsters. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) It'll be the back back wall will slowly disappear and it will slowly be cages of hamsters with wheels. (laughs) Imagine all the the crap you got to clean, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden the hamsters disappear because they're not making enough and then you see my kids appearing in wheels. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they could probably generate more power. That could work. The problem, I guess, with this too is like for me, I've got like a small form factor PSU. Um, so to get more power into them, they tend to like go up quite high in price. So you get the new GPU, and then you need more power, and then you, yeah, particularly if you've got a, a smaller PSU. You know, if 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 you're thinking what like the next, I, I heard the other day that the new Intel highest end graphics card needs about 850 watts alone. Yeah, crazy. Well, the thing so, is, there's another thing. You, what gen is your chip? You're on an AMD chip anyway, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you go for um, a 12th gen Intel chip now, most of the boards now, you know, like you have, you have your 24 pin, don't you? Which you have on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then on a lot of the motherboards, you have, um, you obviously have the six pin at the top on the left. Yeah. But a lot of the boards will have two eight pins up there now because they want to suck the power and that 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 power normally gives extra power to the cpu for overclocking so what yeah on the 12th gens now just under the 24 pin you've got another 8 pin plug to give a bonus amount of power to your graphics card slot so basically you've got like my card here's got three 8 pins on the graphics card and then if it was 12th gen there'd be three 8 pins there and there'd be another one on the motherboard see yeah so it is getting crazy like with the cabling and it's it's almost like do you know what i don't understand is why in this day and age why has all of these cables not become like a standard cable you know you can take a lot of power through like like you've got the usb-c power like and it can you do a lot that cable can do a lot of things like why can't they just come up with like a universal cable that all the cables plug in the same because they're only delivering power, aren't they? Like, it's not... I don't see why they can't do it. But, I don't know, just day and age, it just seems so crazy to have... I think, for me, like, I don't know why there isn't an incentive when they're, like, advancing this technology that one of their big requirements is, like, same power. Yeah. Using the same power. Uh, but not even same gift. power, maybe a bracket. So... So like this build would have an eight, like obviously you get like your, your 500, 600 watt, 700 watt and you pick it yourself. But but like if a 12th gen comes out, it should be like a set. A, well, I don't know because then it wouldn't be able to upgrade. So I don't know. It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. But I'm talking about actual connectors. You know? Yeah. But um, right. Anyway, let's yeah. carry on anyway. We, we got to that point and... Makes sense to me. <clears throat> we stumped ourselves. Um, right, next question. Um, but, it, but the thing is, we didn't even answer the question. The question was, at what point do you draw the line and not upgrade? I think if you're an infuser like us, you just make it work. You get into debt. 
Yeah. <laughs> sell a kidney. Yeah. Put it on a catalog. <laughs> and pay triple price. Nah. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, next question is from Trubshaw. Um, Trub, we ain't had a question from you for a long time, dude. So cheers for sending that in. Um, what elements increase or break immersion for you in a game? Do peripherals play a part? Yes, I know Nick will say no. Right. <laughs> Let's start off with me then. Um, firstly, uh, to increase or break immersion for me, uh, I feel like I get more immersed in a game if if I've got a good goal. If I'm trying to achieve something and it gives me drive to be driven to do that, that's what immerses me in the game. That's what gets me locked in. If I'm not really... Like, say we're playing Elite and we're just shooting, like, bounties. I'll find myself, like, wandering, like, mm, I'm not really immersed in the game. Um, obviously, peripherals for me do play a part. Like, if I've got VR, like, and I know what you're going to say, you're going to talk about the Toby Eye Tracker. Um, with that Toby Eye Tracker, I believe to everybody else it would immerse you a lot because it gives you the feeling of what your head's doing. Um, but for me, I'm just very basic. I just like to just be do things basic. Um, and I think it's also because I like indie games and old school games. So I'm not too I'm not too focused on like the new tech stuff coming in. I like to keep it simple. Um, what about you two? Mine's probably my missus shouting at me to get off the computer. That's what <laughs> tends to break up my immersive my immersion in the game. So this is shout you a lot. Uh, no. Um, How often the... do you get shouted at because the dinner table's ready and the dinner's on the table, but you're not there, and you're like five minutes? Nick does that all the time. He'll be we and him will be talking and be, I'll be in five minutes, and then he and I go for another I'm often thirty. Like, <laughs> so hang Marvin that I'm at the table before the dinner's ready. Um, but to answer Trub's short, uh, uh, question, I think for me it's similar to Nick. Like I've played MMOs constantly, right? So. I'm super into like the big picture, the big end goal, progress. So I tend to find with me if I'm not if there's not like a clear kind of connection to doing something bigger in game, I tend yeah. to lose motivation. Like for me, like platformers, I'll play them for fun and maybe no, that's a like bit of fun. Pal- that's not a game. That's like a palate cleanser between yeah. other games. It's a mobile game. So for, for me, like uh, th- those, I don't find very motivating, and I don't, I don't get, I don't really like immerse and commit to them. Do you find time? I think time's a key word. If I play a game for ten minutes, then I'm not getting locked into it at all. But if I play that game for an hour, with and it's just, it's a weird thing for me because obviously I've got four kids in the house. Um, and I've got a very active house. A lot of us in my house have issues. So we're all shouting at each other and it's all like pretty hectic. My house is like a whirlwind all the time. So I never really get peace and quiet. Like, And you've only got to watch my stream to know that people are constantly coming in and talking to me or shouting up the stairs at me or whatever. But I feel like sometimes, it, it's not very often, but say sometimes my missus goes out saying half term with the kids. And she'll go, right, you've got a free day like to do what you want. And normally I'll be working or something, doing something or a meeting or something's always there you know like every minute of the day from morning till night but every now and then i'll just get a new a game that i want to play i'll be at the point of the game where i'm really looking forward to doing something and i get the free time for like a day and i just shut all the doors i shut all the curtains i come up here i don't go on discord and i just think right this is my time 
and I'll play that for an hour, and the next thing I'll do is I'll blink, the kids will be back, I've done seven hours or eight hours on the computer, and I've just been totally in the game, like, and I, I'm just like this, I haven't, and I get off the computer, and my eyes are all hot, all messed up, where I haven't blinked, and I'm just like, man, I'm loving this game, like, this is so quiet in here, you know, and I think time is a key point to getting immersed into a game, because if you get that time to, to get locked into it, you don't want to break off from that. Well, yeah. if we're not if we're not talking peripherals, because I don't think I have a peripheral that really breaks the immersion. But but for me, it, it would depend on the kind of game. If you're in a, a heavy duty role playing game that you really like a lot, all you got to do is have a bad voice actor or bad sound design, and the immersion's breaking all the time. Really? And, and then and then you're just out of the game, basically. So if you don't really pay attention to stuff like that in a role in a good role playing game with a good story. I mean, then you're fine. But if you start making a crappy one where the voice actor's awful, you just start going. Nah, see, I don't agree. I think that puts you, Gray, in the same... You see the 8-bit graphics that you you feel like, if these graphics are like that, I can't play it. I think that feeling you get ties into that. I think they both linked. No, no, that... No, no, no. Yeah, it is, because it's like... The reason why you're getting broken from the game is because you feel like it's not real. Because you're feeling like it's too low-key to be real for you. So you hear a bad voice actor and you're like, that breaks the immersion because your the quality is not high enough to your standard for you to play. Whereas me and Clax, we'd have we could have some clown talking and we would just take it in, but we'd we'd brush over that and not care and we'd carry on the game. But whereas you're going, ah, oh, this is a joke. Even the but fact that you always go on about voice if, acting, if, that I think that's funny because I don't even think about it. Well like for instance, if if you were to play The Witcher and two of the five actors are crap it's going to break the immersion for you. There's no doubt about it. No, I, you know, me, it wouldn't. I would just laugh at them and be like, he's got funny voices, but the game would still be the game to me. Yeah, I, I couldn't do that if it was that bad. It would, it would, it would just break it up so badly for me. It would be hard to continue. Hmm. Hey, you're already into like your cinema and film and TV, right? right? Like, exactly. That, that, I, like, that's probably good, why. There's, there's a, there's a reason acting. why they hire more and more people that have done real acting to do voices for games because they're good at it i'd like to and, be a voice if anyone works in the voiceover industry i would like to be a voice in something i, I reckon i could we, be a good voice i think the three of us should get into a game and voice act i think that'd be that'd be interesting yeah how do we do let's that like, i don't know but let's make that a goal Wait, I'd, love do, I'd love to do that. i'd do a gangster see no, you, you know geezer. what we do come around there sort you right at <laughs> no, seriously, what you could do is you take like a you take a video clip of a game, like some role playing game that people know. Could you imagine that in Grand Theft Auto? Wait a minute, then we overdub our voices in their parts. That could be funny. That could come out quite. All good. right, let's play a game. Who's up for a little game? What uh, now? I want to know what I'm signing up to. Yeah, no, you got to. <laughs> Don't worry, it's it's not. Um, what's that Don't game with the little guy? Want to play a game? That little guy on the worry. bike with the big red cheeks. Was it sore? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Don't worry about this. No, right, we're going to play a game quickly. Worry. You've got to do a voice. You've got to do a, a, a practice voiceover for someone. You've got to tell us who it is, and you've got to do it. I've already done mine. Mine was a gangster. Grey. I have no idea. And it can't be Mickey Mouse. Well, I... Okay. Oh, man. So you took <laughs> I knew what he was going to do. You took a good one away from me. That's not fair. <laughs> Uh, yeah, God, I don't know. I I would probably say I'm gonna lean back on the gangster thing again, though. Oh, I'll tell you, or, I'll or give you a maybe... keyword, and then you've got to do the 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 voice for the advert of it. Yeah. Okay. The keyword. Okay. T 
toilet roll. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? Uh, listen, I got this toilet roll here for you. It's a uh, golden laid, and it's got a few barbs on it. So when you wipe your butt, you tear it to pieces. There you go. That? That's pretty good. Right, Clax is getting scared. <laughs> yeah, I am. Like, he I'm needs the toilet roll like, right now. He's clenching. Permanently lasered into my ears from childhood. Is that like advert that's like washing machines live longer with cow gone? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. The one that was always the one that always stuck was on and on. And Ariston. Do you remember that one? It just go on yeah. forever. <laughs> There's millions of Jeffrey all under one roof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no, I know that yeah. whole song. Whenever I sing that I song, the Toys R Us song, they know it's Christmas. When that came on, you knew it was Christmas. You was writing lists. Oh, yeah. I was deep into the Argos catalogue when I heard that. There's a magical place. We're Jeffrey. on our way there. <laughs> See, Jeff, Jeffrey only holds a candle to one other person. That'd be Santa Claus. Otherwise, Jeffrey's yeah. like the next one. Right, <laughs> right after Santa Claus, it's got to be Jeffrey. Right, I'll be, if anyone, anyone listening to this is into the voice acting game, please drop us a message and let me, Gray and Clax, have a go. We'd love to do yeah, it, please. man. Yeah, we have to do that. It'd be. I'm really gonna cool. find a. I'm gonna find a. Gla- I'm gonna find a game, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna get a clip, kill the audio, and then we're gonna do the parts. <laughs> See, I'm already actually in a game. You know that. I'm in a, a mod of Dying Light, um, and I don't even know how I can show you it. I was actually put in the game as a drug dealer that's been arrested. And the pictures of me back in the day when I had a skinhead and I've got all cuts on my face and I'm like looking like a gangster. I think Gray's yeah, seen did, it. Who did the voiceover? Of, yeah, I've seen There the is no voice. It's all text-based uh, for the missions. Oh, but, I'm, but basically, when you get to a certain part of the game, you come across these people and you've got to decide whether to trust them or not. And I'm, I'm one of them and I'm a gangster. <laughs> that's two games I'm in. You got you got to go do the voice for that guy. Hey, you're also in um, PC Simulator. Yeah, builder. PC Building Simulator. I'm in there well, all over he, the walls. And he that. is not the company. Is it no, not my, him? Yeah, my all my builds are. So that doesn't count yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I still built them, man. I still built them. But you're not voicing them, them. The computer isn't talking. Hi, <laughs> I'm keeping right. PC UK. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, it's time to wrap it up. Thank you everybody for coming and joining us on today's superb podcast uh, it was a bit touch and go at the beginning there my missus was shouting at me but apart from that it's all been good cheers for coming on boys cheers for everybody else um hold for the raid there's only a few of us left in here at the moment we're gonna raid somebody else and i will see you all on the next one cheers people bye bye oh see ya <laughs> every time you do that now every time squeeze it in <laughs> I don't want to set the world on fire I just want to start a flame in your heart In my heart I have but one desire And that one is you, no other to lose